We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 19th day of May, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Health and alive as usual. Fantastic. Glad to see you. I have some bad news for you just to start the day. I've got some really bad news for you. Uh, the singing Mary Poppins, uh, whatever her name is, um, j- um, what the hell was her name? Uh, j- Jankowitz or whatever. The one that was supposed to be the head of the disinformation, whatever, for the Department of Homeland Security. She has officially resigned. She's tendered her resignation because of some something about some backlash or something from the the like the, the general population or something. You know, we've kind of thrown some I, I don't know, I guess there's been like a well, I tell you what's been going on. There's been a wave of hatred coming from the alternative media that are the the perpetuators of disinformation. That's what the problem is. And so by that decree, she's had to resign because there's just it's too big of a job. It's too big of a job for just one person because there's so much disinformation. Mm, yeah, uh, there there is a lot of different disinformation out there, especially when you're one of the ones perpetrating it. She was one of the ones that saying the Hunter Biden laptop was fake. The Steele dossier was to be believed. She's part of the problem. Apparently following con- some concerns being raised in regards to the Department of Homeland Security's disinformation governance board uh, that was just launched three weeks ago, the administration has reportedly put a <clears throat> pause on it. It's been a pause. They're just going to take a little break. They just needed to see how you were going to react to it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to come back another way or or they're going to do what they traditionally do. They're going to slip something into one of those 4,000 page bills that they mm-hmm. love so much that you get an hour to read that kind of stuff. And they're going to give a whole bunch of funding to something like that. You're going to get that as part of a massive spending package of, I don't know, we're just going to do five trillion next time. Maybe. Why not? Right. I don't know that they I don't know that they have the political capital uh, for all the stuff they want to do, because you, you've got um, uh, th- this disinformation, misinformation thing they want to do. So they want to control freedom of speech. Um, they want to stifle hate speech and don't give a definition of what hate speech is. They, they then want to go after your firearms uh, because they don't care about the Second Amendment. You've got to have a, a disarmed populace um, uh, before you want to, you know, before you do the socialist and you, you really start going crazy because then you don't have to fear the populace rising up against you. Um, and then you're, you're also having the, um, the ongoing uh, election problems that uh, nobody's addressed uh, yet. Not, no state is addressed. So I, I don't know how they think they're going to get this stuff through, especially with the elections uh, going on right now. I mean, they're really going to have to start moving quick if they're, they're going to try to get something through. And they still have a roadblock, though, because you, you have uh, uh, Joe Manchin that stands in the way of a lot of these things. So 
which oddly that that one surprises me to be fair i mean it does but it doesn't at the same time i look at the state of west virginia that i mean that's where he's from i look at the state of west virginia and i'm gauging what's going on there by what i've actually seen there in recent years and that is declining standards of living the gutting of the coal mining industry the drugs the heroin that that state is swimming in. That's what I see as a problem. The second term of Obama, the second term, not the first term, the second term of Obama, that state for the first time in a hundred years went red, as in voting wise, went red. That wasn't talked about. That's been a Democrat stronghold because of the coal mining union for the last hundred years, for the last century. And it flipped. It was a landslide. Help the a guy that was in prison in the state penitentiary there, got more votes than Obama did. The first election of Donald Trump, the state went red. And this last election, the 2020 election, the state went red again. The state is traditionally blue. Manchin is a Democrat. He's a Democrat, but he also knows the conditions of what's going on in his state. I believe the governor is also a Democrat. The current governor, uh, Jim something or other, I, I can't think what his name is. The guy that's got the dog, he's hilarious. Uh, apparently, he's a Democrat too, I, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But when you listen to him, when you listen to him give these uh, these press conferences and stuff, he doesn't seem like it. He certainly doesn't seem, seem like it. But I can tell you that the people that are on the ground there, at least the ones that I've spoken to over the over the course of several years, they were the old school FDR style Democrats. But they're not for this new Democratic Party, whatever in the hell's going on, this clown show that we're all a part of. They're not for that. The Just real quick, the governor is Republican. He's Republican. Okay. J- Justice, I think is his name. Jim Justice, I think. That's Jim, Justice. Jim that's, Justice. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So he's Honestly, Republican. Though, that's, that's news to me. I thought he was a Democrat. Honestly, though, uh, if, if Manchin is an old school Democrat, yeah, makes sense. Old school Democrat, they are effective at this point. If you're an old school Democrat, you're effectively a Republican at this point. The, there is nothing left for you in the Democratic Party. Uh, like, uh, as an example, my, my, uh, uh, I have family that's old school Democrat. And when you talk to them, they're conservatives, they're like small government. Um, they don't like the handouts as much, but you know, they do want a good safety net at the same time, you know, within reason. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's not, it's not too far. Well, at this point, they, they would be considered right wing at this point. All the, all the talking points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. JFK, he, he was a Democrat. I mean, he was he was a full blown Democrat. He couldn't get elected as a Republican today. Mm. That's how far we've shifted here. He, I, I mean, he, he probably could in like a red state uh, if he was coming from a red state. Yeah, sure. Fair, maybe. Fair. Yeah, uh, fair. But not not where he was at now. Uh, president would be, that would be questionable even as a president now, because the Republican party, unfortunately, when you look at the, uh, this is, this is coming from people in the field, uh, that, that work in political campaigns and whatnot, uh, and data analysts and what, uh, when you look at the, the demographics and everything, and you look at the exit polling and all of that, when you, when you put all the data together, you know what Republicans, uh, look at the most when they choose their candidate? you know, what, what quality, you know, whether it be policy or any of those kind of things, do you know what they look at the most when they elect to their favorite politician? Um, I'm going to go with, because I've had this answer before given to me and I, and I just look at them like, are you serious? They look at their image as in like their physical image. 
they, they look at how they image. how they dress and and how they look and how their hair is and how they smile in front of a camera and all that stuff that's that's part of it, it, it name id uh so just uh, image goes in with that as well but uh if you look at it as an example donald trump uh everybody knew who donald trump was whether it was you you watched the shows he was on um you had uh heard his name through you know, news or whatever, memes, all those kind of things. So you, you knew who he was. He was a household name, more or less. Um, and then uh, who, who who did we have that were Republican president before that? It was a Bush. Republicans know Bushes. That, 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 that's a, a name that's been in politics for a long time. So it, it all has to do with name. And then when you get into the, the smaller, you know, like governors and, and reps and all of that, and Senate, they vote on name ID. It's based on how much the voter knows or has heard that person, not, not whether they agree with the policies or any of those kind of things. Uh, again, this is another issue. Um, the, the, the situation we're in, it's our fault. It's, it's, it, if, if you can't vote for a politician based on their uh, political stances, based on their beliefs, then you're the problem just as much as the people that are not voting Christian values and all those kind of things like I've railed on before. You're part of the problem. Oh, well, I can't vote for him because uh, it's it's third party or or it's um, they're they're unelectable or whatever. Do they have the policies that you like? Do they have the stances you like? Have they shown and proven that they'll stand on those things? Yes or no. If yes, then you should be voting for that person, not the one that is your favorite celebrity. Elon Musk has just tweeted the following just a few minutes ago. He has said, in the past, I voted Democrat because they were mostly the kindness party, which is true in the past. The classic Democrats, that's that's true. But they have become the party of division and hate. So I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. Now watch their dirty tricks campaigns against me unfold. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> we said it before. Musk don't really agree with him on a lot of things. Some things I do agree with him on. He seems to be somewhat a uh, freedom of speech absolutist, and that tends to be what I am. Um, so I, I'm, I'm willing to stand with him on certain things because we agree. But uh, voting for Republican, I hope you I, I hope you vote your convictions. We'll put it that way. I hope he votes his convictions and not name him. Like I like I've been saying. Yeah, yeah. We're, well, that's that's how it's going to have to be going forward is everybody's going to have to vote their conscience. And, you know, we've been kind of advocating here since the beginning of this, that this like the, these parties like this, this party system, whatever you have in your countries. Can we at least come to the understanding at this point that these have not been a solution? These have been a problem. Can we at least agree on that? I'm not saying throw out your parliamentary system. I think that that type of governance is essential because it gives people a say. But I think it's high time we get rid of these political parties because all they do is block people up and divide people. The two-party duopoly we have in America, why on earth do we have that? We all know that those two parties are the problem. We all know this. And yet we continue to somehow get it in our heads that when we go back to the polls every two, four, and six years, that we're just somehow miraculously going to change something because we're voting for one or the other criminal. It's insane. It's absurd. Yeah. Then you have instances uh, like uh, Dr. Oz uh, running. Dr. Oz. And God. Yeah. This is supposedly a Republican. Republican. Yeah. This is supposedly yeah. a Republican. Uh, sure. Uh, pro Clinton, pro abortion, pro Turkish guns. Served in the Turkish military, voted in Turkish elections. Yeah. Uh, it's supposedly he's uh, a Republican. Far from it. And you know, this. Uh, to be fair, part of me actually hopes that he loses 
because Trump endorsed him. And I, I it just I, because of I that, I, I hope that. he loses. I don't understand that. I really don't understand that. It, I, I do, actually, because Trump likes to win. That's all he cares about is the win. He wants the W. That's it. He doesn't care about policies. He doesn't care about any of those things. All he came, all he cares about is getting more notoriety for himself. And if he he's siding with winners, see, look, I only side with winners. You know, he can he can make those claims that he he yeah. one that did not win their primary that he sided with that he promoted that he touted was Madison Cawthorn. He's out. He didn't win his primary. He will not be on the ticket. Both candidates are actually saying they have strong backing from the Trump campaign. Uh, so, huh? Honestly, I it, it, I'll, I'll, OK, I'll, I'll give the um, 3D chess Trump people uh, I'll, I'll give you a bone here. It's 4D, 5D, 60 chess. Uh, 40, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll give you a bone here and say it's possible Trump uh, understands what we just said, that the Republican Party doesn't really care about policies as much as they care about name ID. And maybe Trump understands that. And that's why he's endorsing who he endorses. That That's very possible. Um, I mean, he is a billionaire after all. So clearly he know, he has some uh, more intelligence about uh, business and how things work than I do. And politics is nothing more than a business with a different name. So speaking of strategy and political strategy at that, let's talk Biden's strategy on the United States Petroleum Reserves. Boy, that's fantastic. Some of this work he's been doing because he released some of that strategic reserve that we had to help combat the sanctions and everything else. Right. That That's what he did. And that lowered the price by was it like three tenths of one cent or something? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give him some credit. It was actually like three cents. So three cents. OK, three cents. Well, you'd be happy to know. And Bruce, you come from an oil town, right? So you're familiar with the industry. You understand how it works. You'll be happy to know that our strategic petroleum reserves in the United States are now at the lowest levels in the last 35 years. That's that's great. That That's even, uh, you know, we're not at war anymore. Uh, we've pulled out. A great pullout by the Biden administration. Oh, fantastic. I add. That was that fantastic. Was fantastic. If you think that was if you think that was great, wait till you see Taiwan. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and this whole uh, Russian war that we're apparently at war with Russia now and yes, aren't officially at war, but we are officially at war. Yes. Because the White House isn't couching it at all anymore. They're just saying we're at war. Uh, you know, no surprise uh, that they, they had to do this. Because he did say, we're going to stop using uh, fossil fuels. We're going to transition to a, a completely electrical driven market, which how do you get your electricity uh, again? Uh, so it's wind yeah. and solar. That's the only way you get it. That, that's how we get all our, yeah. all the electricity anyway, is yeah. wind and solar. You didn't know that? Yeah, that, that that's a bit of a problem because uh, a lot of places around here, we get it from uh, nuclear, natural gas, coal, you know, yeah, we don't. Shale. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We don't, uh, we don't use as much. They, they do have a lot of wind turbines here, but, uh, it, you know how windy it is here in the prairie. It is lands. windy. It is windy. That's uh -huh. why you have all those tornadoes. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it makes up like 3% of our power grid. <laughs> it, it, it barely well, makes up anything. You know anything. what the problem is? No, it's clear what the problem is here. Bill Gates even pointed it out because he, it was right when Texas happened. The reason that you had so many problems with the grid down is because you didn't have enough windmills. That was the problem. Yeah, you know, there something about that. So, you know, because we are Tornado Alley, we we have a lot of more advanced radar systems to track uh, weather and everything to to you know 
and you as, as as a you know you, you there's apps and everything that allows you to see the doppler system and and so if you look on it and any given day it could be it could be clear skies you don't see a cloud one in the sky you can pull it up and there's a certain part of oklahoma that will always show cloud cover there's always moving cloud cover in that area take a wild guess what's in that area that could gonna, possibly be affecting the radars. I'm going to go with an oil refinery. No, actually, it's the wind turbine farms. Oh, the wind, the wind, the wind, tur- the wind it generates farms. cloud cover. It's not cloud cover. See, what the Doppler system does is it reflects radar off of the water mo- molecules and everything in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. What's happening is, is it's reflecting off the wind turbines themselves. That's interesting. And the radar is interpreting it as cloud cover. That's interesting. I, I would have guessed the output from the like the steam and stuff from the refining process and then causing the you know the extra moisture there I would have I would have guessed that yeah no it, it doesn't it doesn't show up like that huh you might see it if you could zoom in far enough but apps don't usually zoom in far enough you'll get very small little little green blotches every uh, where, where the wind turbines are yeah the Biden administration said that they would release 1 million barrels per day starting at the end of March. Well, we're coming up on the the end of May. So uh, <laughs> we're, what did he say he was going to do? 80 million barrels or something? So we're going to be looking at a little over, uh, what is it, like two and a half months worth of uh, strategic reserve release. The scale of this release is unprecedented. The world, uh, this is the White House saying this, the scale of this release is unprecedented. The world has never had the release of oil reserves at this 1 million per day rate for this length of time. This record release will provide a historic amount of supply to serve as a bridge until the end of the year when domestic production ramps up. So we're going to the end of the year. So until domestic production ramps up. You cancel Uh, Keystone. Not only did he cancel Keystone, but he's also, uh, you know how they said they were going to open it up and allow oil companies to drill again and, you know, on Uh federal lands and everything. Uh Yeah, they're still not accepting new contracts uh, for that. Um, Also, those contracts were shelved, were they not? Yeah. Yeah, the contracts. So the ones that were current, currently active weren't canceled, but any new ones were barred from happening. So uh, this is all, you know, know, they're canceling all this. Um, That said, um, if you have any royalties in oil that is not on federal land, um, and you happen to have it in, you know, fairly active, uh, locations, uh, you're, you're seeing a good price jump. Um, and that's slightly because, uh, oil prices are just skyrocketing, not necessarily that they're drilling more, but, uh, to give you an idea of how much oil is used, um, he said 1 million barrels a day, right. Is released. Okay. Yes. Um, the United States uses per day, on average, 20.6 million barrels of oil a day. Now, of that, 9.1 million barrels is used by motor vehicles. Okay, uh, that release isn't even enough to do. Uh, well, it, it does just over one one tenth of what we use for our vehicles. So, is it any surprise that you've seen the the price change three cents when they started doing the oil reserve release and have you guys noticed any, like, you know, since they started releasing this, have you seen the uh, uh, gas prices have stalled, right? They haven't gone up anymore, right? They didn't go up like five cents over the weekend, right? Speak they, for they, yourself. They, Speak for yourself. Yeah, they, I, I had a half a tank and I, yeah, I had a half a tank today and I, th- I went out to wash the car and I thought I got a half a tank, I'll top off. But I pulled into the station and as I got out and I started filling up, I'm like, I didn't see what the, what the price was. 
I spent 58 to fill up from a half a tank. That used to be a full tank about, oh, I don't know, two months ago. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're about $4 a gallon here um, in an oil town. Uh, and then uh, California, I believe California is averaging over $6 a gallon now. So, Well, you'd be happy to know that our strategic reserves in America are now down to 538 million barrels. That's all we have. Let me repeat yeah, the, that again. We're releasing a million a day, and we're down to 538 million barrels in the, in the United States. At this rate, by the end of the year, we'll have half of whatever that is. Just keep that in mind. Because, yeah, you know, the, we have well, to move 20 times faster to get it at getting electric cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're running out of time is what it's boiling down to. Um, they, they're, they're going to lose their political... Uh, I don't know. Uh, after after watching uh, some some breakdown of the the documentary the the two thousand mules after watching some breakdowns of that um, if they continue the uh, mail in voting they don't have anything to worry about at all like they they have elections wrapped up for life um, I'm so I'm I'm curious uh, what the what the rush is um, what what what's going on other than the fact they're running that out of time. unless people it's, are people are waking up too fast they're running out of time that's that's the only conclusion i can come to well actually i could come to another conclusion uh the money is about to run out yes hyperinflation that, that is about to hit hyperinflation they won't be able to hide it anymore so they're desperately trying to yeah. take everybody to war what's happening right now that's not being talked about in sri lanka do you know what's happening in sri lanka it is total collapse in sri lanka the people as in the people in the streets the people are dragging politicians and wealthy people out of their homes and they're beating them to death in the streets. Do I need to repeat that? That's not anywhere in the mainstream media. Why? Because of everything we're talking about. A fuel crisis, a housing crisis, a currency crisis, and a food crisis. The politicians here in these Western countries are not ready for that. They're not ready for that. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, the ones that are still on that sinking ship, and I'm, I mean the political class, maybe the underlings, as in the ones that are the faces that we see, maybe some of them are starting to get the hint that that's going to be in their future if they don't shape up and, and throw these slugs off. Maybe. I don't know. Because we are seeing some, some people within the political structure, we are seeing them turn. They are turning. As in, they're getting off of that train saying, wait a minute, uh, we're going to collapse everything? We're going to kill a whole bunch of people? You people have lost your damn minds. We're not going to do that. We're, we're not, we're not going to be a part of that. We got families. Nobody wins in this. Nobody. The governments don't win in this. How, they're, they're the ones that are going to get scapegoated by Schwab and company and the corporations. They're meant to be destroyed. The politicians certainly don't win. The bureaucracy doesn't win. The police don't win. There's no future there for them or their families. None. Nobody wins in this. Nobody. Uh, maybe they think they are going to win if it's uh, if they well, have the totalitarians throughout history. They always think that they're going to win right up until the very yeah. end. They still think they're going to win as the allies were closing in on Berlin and the bombs were dropping on the bunker in Berlin. They were partying. They, they were in there having lavish parties and they were having the finest you know liquors passed around and and saying, oh, no, there's nothing happening. Everything's fine. As the allies were closing in on all sides. It's just it's 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 delusional. They're they're just delusional. They're 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 at the end of their uh, at the end of their rope here. Households. This is a, an estimate put out by CNBC for take so take it for what you will. Households are now spending an estimated five thousand dollars a year on gasoline alone in America. Five thousand dollars a year. 
That's according to uh, Yardini Research, a uh, company that put out a poll for it, or that put out um, put out a study on it. Uh, that is up from two thousand eight hundred dollars a year ago and three thousand eight hundred dollars as recently as March. So in the last sixty days, we've gone from thirty eight hundred to five thousand. Yardini said uh, said consumers' inflation adjusted incomes are barely growing. But they have accumulated a lot of savings, and they're charging more now on credit cards. You know, that can only last for so long. You're literally burning the candle at both ends at that point. There are companies out there that are doing what they can to offset, but the companies, as in like the corporations coming out to their employees and saying, some of them are doing that here, but they're saying, look, we will adjust your inflation. Like some people got, I uh, want to say like that amount, some people got $5,000 a year raises here immediately. But that doesn't mean... Hey, I've got five thousand extra to spend. No, that's just to offset the uh, the cost of everything else going up. So you didn't actually get a raise. But other companies, other Fortune five hundred companies, are being asked that same question by their employees, and they're saying on some of their high level conference calls, and they're saying, "Hey, wait a minute, um, what what are you planning on doing for us about this inflation? What what are you planning on doing? I mean, we're kind of stuck here. So what what are you planning on doing? Because we've got families to feed, and they're not getting any answers." Well, you have two solutions. Um, either one, the product raises in price and the average person pays for, you know, pays the, the change or you start firing people and the money that they would have been making, you spread it out across the employees. You don't really have any options when it comes to uh, inflation. Uh, the problem is if you start raising the prices of your products, other businesses will do the same thing. It's not going to be like one business is going to raise the prices and another business isn't. When, when it comes to the point that businesses have to raise prices because of costs, everybody's doing it at once. Like, it's not like it's one business is going to see the, the effects, especially when it's inflation and gas prices. This is going to cause all the industries to, to skyrocket in prices. And who's going to pay for this skyrocket in prices? It, it, it's going to be the consumer. So the companies, typically companies don't, especially grocery stores as an example, grocery stores do not make enough profit to eat the cost. They make something like 2.3 or 2.5% profit. Oh, now see, Elizabeth Warren, she she said that we, we got to go after those evil uh, grocery CEOs. We got to go after them because they're taking advantage of innocent people. Yeah. But what are you, you going to do? Are you going to uh, d- demand that they lose that 2% of profit that they make? No. She would. Yeah, she would. And she would make sure that yeah. they would pay their <clears throat> fair share. You know, that, that line that they love to, to use all the time. Yeah. I, I'm curious. What, uh, um, did they pay their fair share as politicians? Because, you know, there's a lot of dealings that they tend to do, uh, you know, under the table that uh, don't get reported. So I'm curious how much she's done. And have you paid your fair share? No, I don't think she has. Uh, Bank of England so. boss. No, of course not. Bank of England boss warns of apocalyptic food prices due to guess what? Putin's war. Oh, yeah. We got to blame it on Putin, right? The governor of the Bank of England has warned of apocalyptic food price rises due to Putin's war and revealed that he feels helpless due to inflation being likely to peak at 10.25 percent. During the final quarter of 2022, you know, it's going to be higher than that. Andrew Bailey said the war in Ukraine has caused the jump in inflation, highlighting that there is still a major worry over further rises in food prices and rising unemployment rates. No, 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 no. Let me tell you everything that's wrong with this statement. Okay, what he's failing to mention. He feels helpless, right? Oh, he's just the poor, helpless governor of the Bank of England. It's not like he's going to suffer through any of this. Mm -hmm. 
True. The poor, helpless governor. Oh, he can't do anything to help you, the little people. He can't do mm. anything to help you out. You should only live on 30 cents a day. They're literally saying that in England. You need to live on 30 cents a day. Let me tell you how we got here. Let me explain this. That's, let me, let me. I, that's I one bag of ramen. That's like, I know. That's like the cheap bag of ramen. <laughs> they're literally saying 30 cents a day. I wish I was making that up. They're, they're telling people that. So while you're sitting around trying to figure out, and this is a true statement, while you're sitting around as an American trying to figure out what meal you're going to skip and how you're going to figure out what costs you need to cut in order to feed your family, while you're doing that, let me explain to you how we got here. What this governor of the Bank of England, along with all the degenerates we have in the central banking cartel in America, let me explain to you how we got here that they're not telling you. The reason we have this inflation is because of quantitative easing or i.e. out of control money printing because of the 2008 banking bailout. We should not have bailed out those banks. Those banks and all of these financial institutions should have gone bust. If they went bust, we wouldn't be dealing with this now. All of these people that are sitting down there on their fat asses at Davos, Switzerland for this World Economic Forum garbage wouldn't be there because they would all be bankrupt. Lockdowns rather than post-lockdown periods of consumption without prior production, guess what that does? That causes inflation. Again, something they're not telling you. What else? The out-of-control COVID-19 spending, including all of this stolen taxpayer money sent to all these pharmaceutical companies to create these so-called vaccines, sanctions on Russia for, uh, for gasoline and, 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 and natural gas and everything else, for oil and natural gas, and preventing Russian ships from docking at Western countries' uh, ports, and we're not allowing wheat, grain, and fertilizer? Are you people insane? Are you insane? The answer is yes, but I mean, I, I, maybe that's a rhetorical question. The seizure of Russian government funds in Western banks, and, and all that does is that creates a loss of faith in the monetary system, and it collapses in the value of the dollar, the euro, and the pound. This is what has caused this problem. This is intentionally being done. This is not an accident. He feels helpless. That son of a bitch is not helpless. He could do the right thing and step up and publicly say what I just said and be honest with you. But I mean, a banker with a conscience? Come on, let's be real. That's not going to happen. And quite frankly, whoever this guy is, this uh, uh, Andrew Bailey, whatever, he's put there. He didn't earn that position. He was given that position. By who? I don't know. I don't know. Just like uh, what's her name over there in the U.S., Janet Yellen. She didn't earn that position. She was put there. You think that woman knows her ass from a hole in the ground? You think that woman shops for groceries? You think she pumps her own gas? The answer is no. Inflation. There's only one source of inflation. Government. That's it. Uh, and honestly, that banker would have had. I, seriously, they could have scapegoated the government and said, look, inflation's happening. I can't do anything about it because it's government. Yeah, but they're the I mean, ones that issue the currency and, and, and credit, the lines of credit. So it's not really yeah. the government. The government calls up the I, Fed and says, hey, this is what we need because this is what we're spending. And the Fed's I, or the know, central bank says, OK, and that's how it is. They could have still they could have still thrown government under the bus. It, it, he still could have done it. And honestly, uh, could have, well, I guess scapegoated it. Is is the best way to put it. He could escape go to the government in this sense. He could. Um, I agree. Yes, that is the problem. That is part of the problem. They're they're the ones doling out the money and and uh, crashing the currency. But at the same time, the government not having any kind of self control uh, is just spending money willy nilly and is you know the debts are are skyrocketing. I, what the U.S. is over two hundred trillion dollars in debt overall. Um, 
uh, we don't even have that money in assets. I think we have like 190 trillion in assets. If you, if you were to liquidate everything that we own uh, as United States, we would still be short. So yeah, it's a matter of when uh, everything's going to come crashing down, not if. You know, I said that another reason that this inflation is uh, is happening is because of the lockdowns in America. Well, you know, and around the world. You know what? I, I was mistaken. I'm so sorry. I have to apologize because Bruce, did you know that there were no lockdowns in America? Did you know that there were no lockdowns in America? Never happened. Yeah, you're not going to be able to memory hold that one. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. See, you, what's your what's your misunderstanding is you see the saint to Dr. Anthony Fauci. He's he was giving testimony this week and he's cleared all that up. Uh, and he's this is what he said on the lockdowns. So, of course, what, what lockdowns? There, there were no lockdowns. Was he under oath? Please tell me he was under oath. And they're going to hang um, him for this. Well, I, to be honest with you, I don't really know. I don't know. But this is what he said. Why you're asking me about lockdowns? Because there were not complete lockdowns in this country. There were restrictions, uh, obviously, but there were lockdowns. not lockdowns. China is now going into a real lockdown. So I would disagree with characterizing whatever went on in this country as a full lockdown. Oh, you see, we didn't have full mm. lockdowns. Didn't have full lockdowns. Let's see. Uh, you could not go out and eat. Uh, you could not go to your gym. Couldn't, couldn't go to open the bar. your business. Couldn't open. Your couldn't business. open your business. <laughs> yeah, uh, you couldn't go to work in general. You could go to the grocery store, which I guess that's where the caveat comes in. Is uh, you were still allowed to go to the grocery store in most cases. So in China, you're you're barred from even doing that. So. And in, in that sense, from a very legalistic, you know, technical sense of, of how he's describing it, he's referencing China. And that's being the example of complete lockdowns, whereas we didn't go that far. Um, so it, it, technically, he's 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 right there. But realistically, you barred the people from being able to make a living. You barred people from being like. At, at this point, I, I the the words I want to use to describe him, I I, I can't use. It's family friendly, so I, I just I, I sincerely hope he just um, lied under oath. Uh, but uh, what does that matter? We 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 had the uh, uh, DOJ uh, lied over it. DODs lied. Um, we, we've we've had all kinds of people lying before Congress, and it's been proven now. We have the documents proving it. Like FOIA requests, emails, text messages, phone calls, all of that has proven they lied. And then we also have the data that they're taught that they were lying about shows that they were lying under oath before Congress. Senator Kennedy actually, uh, I'm sorry, Senator Marshall, I'm sorry, Senator Marshall actually got Fauci. He, he caught him in a lie when he was giving Senate testimony, when he was asking about the S1 spike protein. And Fauci said, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He caught him. It was it was plain as day. And and when Rand Paul was pushing him, when he was he was sitting there, when he was physically shaking, when Fauci was shaking, you could tell that he was ready to crack. But I digress. So that's enough about Fauci. I tell you what, I don't want to talk about this, but we'll spend the last few minutes. And the only reason I said I don't want to talk about this is because um, the only reason I, I the only reason I will talk about this is because, Bruce, in prep, you brought this up. So let's talk about it because everybody seems to be distracted by it. Somebody brought this to my attention last. Actually, it was like the fourth person brought this to my attention last night. And my first and this person's awake. My first response was, oh, God, not you too. And that was 
this whole Johnny Depp and Amber, whatever the hell her name is, uh, trial. Mm. First of all, why does this matter? Why should uh, second? Why should I care? And third, what benefit does this do anybody to 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 learn about all this stuff that's going on? If these people, and I, I, I'm just I'm asking these simple questions, and I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not making a poke at these people or anything like that. But if this were anyone else, if this were the average, if this were me or or Bruce or or anybody else, if this were the average Joe out there, that just Joe uh, Joe John Q taxpayer, Jane Q taxpayer, whatever, nobody would care. There wouldn't be a single news camera on this. You couldn't get anybody to even halfway take an interest in it. So uh, right off the bat, what I brought up in uh, prep when we were talking, um, I I pointed out that people are more interested in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial um, than they are about abortion. And basically what I was arguing is that people are already, they already have their minds made up about abortion. Uh, So there's not any more data that's going to come out that's going to change their minds. It's so split right now and so charged that you, you've got one side that's going to be very um, for it and the other side is going to be very against it. You're, you're not going to win anybody new in that argument um, and, until you start showing them like, um, you know, actual imagery and everything. And then that'll change their mind. But anyway, uh, back to the, the trial. The reason it's important is uh, the argument is Johnny Depp was abused, assaulted, uh, domestic violence perpetrated by the woman. Now, this isn't talked about a lot and it's um it's swept under the rug because uh, I mean we're, we're we're guys, we're men. We don't, you know, you, you, when guys get abused by uh, their significant other, that usually gets swept under the rug because then they're seen as weak um and all of those. So, it's not talked about. In his I haven't watched any of the recent stuff, so I don't know what's come out recently, but what I did see the last of the stuff I'd seen Basically, all the dirty laundry of Depp is is out there in the open, naked in the open. And he said, yeah, I made stupid decisions like he's admitting to his wrongs. And Amber Heard is um, basically saying everything she's done is because Johnny Depp is such a horrible person and blah, 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 and kept kept pointing to Johnny. Now, that's a red flag, by the way. That's um, uh, a problem in a relationship. But anyway, the reason it's important is this is this is a high profile case. And if Depp wins this. It might uh, show to other men that have been victims of domestic violence to, to, to go out and talk about it. It's just as much the women going out there and talking about it. You need to, you know, you get raped or something like that. You need to uh, report it. Same thing with the men. You know, you there's a, div- a domestic violence case. The woman assaults you or whatever. You need to report it. And the, the, But the problem is, is exactly what's going on right now. She's trying to make Johnny Depp make it look like Johnny Depp is the one that was assaulting her, and he's the bad guy. Didn't she and bite his finger off or something? She threw a like a whiskey bottle or something at him, and he was uh, kind of sitting back, you know, kind of leaned back, and it hit his hand and tore his hand open. And Good lord, yeah, he he had to go and get surgery on the on his hand because of it, and he's had to go and get surgery multiple times because of her. And my understanding, uh, she's admittedly uh, uh, punched and slapped him. I mean, if this were a dude doing this to a woman, the dude would oh, already be, be in prison. prison. He'd be in prison. That, it, it, yeah, it's done. But he hasn't assaulted her. Everything that he's done so far that I've seen is um, he's taken out his any kind of frustrations or anything on inanimate objects and not taken it out on her and not injured her. There was one instance where she claimed he hit her, uh, he hit her and said that like she bloodied her nose or something and then he's like it was nail polish 
So, you know, I, I, I hear people and this was all over the even the alt media was all over this yesterday. And it was the questioning, the cross examination that was going on. And yeah, she lied. Like, I'm, yeah, she lied on the stand. And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I, I didn't see any of it. I, did, I didn't watch it. But my first thought when I saw the headlines of that was, you know what? Why on earth can we not see this is where my mind is at. But why on earth can we not see some lying politician or some public health department official from wherever, I don't care, or a whole army of lawyers going after these people that have ruined people's lives over the last three years, that have bankrupted people, that have absolutely wrecked their children, their social structure, everything else. Why can't we see that? That's what I want to see. I'll take interest in that. I'll take interest in that. I'm not saying the dude's not a victim, you know, Depp or, or, you know, Johnny Depp. I'm not saying he's not a victim here. But all I'm saying is we're paying attention to that when really the people that need to be hauled in before the court and have news cameras all over them like this, like that should be another Nuremberg trial. What should be happening right now? That's what should be happening. We're going to have those. Oh, make no mistake about that. We're going to have those. But they need to be happening now and not later. I, th- I think the trials that we're going to have are going to be far worse than the Nuremberg, but that that's also getting into theology and whatnot. But anyway, um, I don't disagree. I honestly do not disagree. Um, we should be seeing trials uh, for the, these vaccines, for these lockdowns, for these uh, the other policies that they've implemented that's destroyed business. I would like to see lawsuits against these uh, uh, uh <laughs> illegal federal regulations that are in place that the constitution does not give them power over and open it up so that you you can have more uh you know meat companies you can have more just food products in general this should be like a case of opening all this up you know waking people up there are only three uh manufacturers of formula baby formula in the united states there's only three why is there only three because of federal regulation uh, it, it, I, I guess people, I, I'm hoping in all of this, people are uh, becoming aware that uh, the more government involvement you have, the more damaging, uh, damaging it is to you and your life. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that this is just an example of people come, uh, becoming awakened uh, to everything going on. I hear you, man. Like I said, I want to see trials. I want to see trials. I want to see people held accountable for what they've done over the last two years, three years now. Um, anyway, all right, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here a few minutes early. I like doing these these shorter ones because it's like we're we're still covering everything, but we're not as long winded on certain topics. I like cutting them about ten minutes, and by the time it gets back, uh, by the time it gets back and it goes through post production and everything, it's right at like forty five to fifty minutes. So it's 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 turned out really well. Typical TV show. It is. Uh, like it is. When you add in like all the commercials and everything, you know, yes. it's an hour long if you add the yeah. commercials. And then, and you know, I, yeah. I've talked to people and I, I know we have to run over sometimes and I've talked to people on the side, gotten some personal feedback from them, people that I know personally that listen and they're like 45 minutes to an hour. That's that's about that's about the max that you need to be doing. So that's what we try to keep it to. We try to keep it right in that range, sometimes a little shorter. If it's a little shorter, it's even better for some people because everyone's on the go. Everyone has things to do and they have very short attention spans sometimes. So we try to keep it as short and as impactful as possible. How did people listen to Rush Limbaugh back in the day? You know, I listened to Limbaugh back in uh, when I was a kid. I used to listen to him. I, I never found his show boring at all. Yeah, but it was... 12 to 3. It's a it three was. Hour show. Yeah, it was a three hour show. Uh, but at the time, you have to remember that was the time when people were in offices and then uh, you still had to a great extent, you still had a lot of stay at home moms that would listen. 
Uh, you had retire, uh, retired people that would listen in between the 12 and three slot. In the summertime, that's when I would listen to him. Obviously, I couldn't when I was, you know, during school months. But in the summertime, that's when I would listen to him as a kid because I didn't have anything else to do. You know, and I had a, I had a radio. I had a little. I, I still remember this. I had a little radio on my bicycle. When I say a little radio, I'm talking. It was at the time, you know, it was like this big half a shoebox size, right? Yeah, and yeah. I had that thing. Uh, I had it mounted on my uh, my handlebars on my bicycle, and and that's what I would listen to him on. He was the only thing that was on the AM dials. All right, we're going to have to go. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up. You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own. We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. Bruce, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. 